art can mean different things to different people. For me, it's all about the joy of creating. So if you draw, paint, write, dance, sing, craft, play air guitar, or even sculpt using nothing but mashed potatoes, consider yourself an artist and join the conversation. For the next half hour, meet the artist, learn about their inspiration, and enjoy the beauty of creativity. Welcome to Art Talk with John Cole Artist. Hey, good evening, everybody. It's John Cole Artist, and thank you so much for joining us tonight on another uh, Art Talk with John Cole Artist podcast. I am so happy to have Michelle Sullivan on tonight. Now, if you remember Michelle, she was on back in February. Can you believe it's been that long, Michelle? It seems like just yesterday. I know, it really does. Yeah, this time, though, you're, you're coming on, and I noticed, and this was something I noticed right away when we connected up, is it doesn't say Michelle Sullivan coach, which, by the way, she's an exceptional coach, does the rec- uh, relief, uh, grief recovery process, right? Right. Um, but you're but you're labeled yourself an author tonight, and, and you are, right? I am. Yeah, we, we, we contributed to the Behind the Power uh, book series uh, this year. We were on stage down in Atlanta. Um, back in, uh, what, October, almost about a month ago, right? It was about a month ago, yeah. Yeah, and here you are proudly displaying author, and I'm so happy to see that. So how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well, and I wanted to tell you, I was so interested in your podcast that you did last week that I was blowing up your comments. I was asking questions, so I'm really happy that we're continuing this conversation. Yeah, I am too. You know, I, I sat back, uh, well, a couple of things, you know, lessons learned, right? Every time we do something new, uh, it's never a failure, right? It's always, I, I, it's, it's data, right? I think uh, our coach, Allison Roberts uses the term data. And it really yeah. makes sense because, you know, you never know how something's going to turn out until you do it. And then you learn from it and then you make some changes. And then hopefully the next iteration is a little bit better. And you, it's just like life, right? Uh, but sitting back after last week's program, a couple of things I learned, Michelle. The first thing is that it was the first time that I used an outline, which is a good thing, right? We want to outline because we want to know our direction. But what I didn't realize is that my outline contained so much information that I found myself well exceeding the 30 minutes that I like to keep the show at. I'm willing to go a little bit further than that. Uh, however, I ended up rushing through the tail end of it, which I didn't feel comfortable with. So I'm really, really glad that you suggested that we get back on to talk a little bit more about that because your questions were awesome. And Thank I really you. want to make sure that those folks that are watching this or watching the replay or listening to it on Spotify or, or uh, Apple or somebody really um, has the opportunity to hear a little bit more about it because I think it's an important thing. Yeah. And the thing is, is that even with clients that I work with, they will say things to me like, I have a story to tell. I have, I want to write about my experience. And so for them to be able, for me to know someone who has done this and then refer them to you or to this podcast or even my own experience, it gives them courage to say, well, you know what? I think I could do it too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's the beauty of it. We we can all tell a story. I think what what's what's often intimidating is is yeah, I have this story and I want to share it. How how best to do that, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and where do you even begin? Right. And I know that I've 
several things I've talked to you about in the past, even with beginning a podcast, you know, where I requested, uh, you know, an opportunity for us just to have a, a talk to say, John, how did you get started? Right. Um, and so, you know, if we can help someone else yes. get started um, sharing their story, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Now, Christine Cole, my wife is on. She says, hello, beautiful souls. Hello, love. <laughs> so, so where would you like to begin tonight? Okay. Well, there's a, uh, a, a few things. So the book that I, I'm not going to like share the content of my mm -hmm. book because I, I want it to be me that writes it, right. but it is a book about, it's a self-help book but it's written in a uh, child's format. So I saw that you had said that you created a comic book. It's not yes. quite a comic book, but it's a self-help book with pictures. Right. So, um, and as I look over, I have, I've been free form writing, you know, the story is still loose, you know, mm -hmm. um, but you said something last week about, uh, you don't have to have the story completely written before you begin looking for how to, how to get it out there in the world. So right. I, so that gives me a little comfort because part of me was thinking, well, I needed to finish the story. I need to nail it down before I begin to find someone to help me put it out in the world. But we know just from our own experience working with Laura our story was, it changed, right? Yeah. Changed yeah. over time. So it's not a one and done. Right. Yeah. The reason that I, that I said that was actually for a couple of reasons. Um, first, you know, I think when, whenever we start a writing project, I think uh, at least initially we have an idea in our minds on what we'd like the final product to look like. Right now, you're not necessarily writing a children's book. You're writing a self-help book but I'll just look at children's books as an example. Now, children children's books are typically highly illustrated. They're very colorful. And I think generally they're hardcover, right? And they tend to be hardcover because I think with children, they do tend to be a little rough with things. So yeah. hardcovers are, are a little less likely to rip. Now, on the other hand, uh, if my vision is to write a fiction novel, maybe I want it in, and I don't even know if they still call it this, the pocketbook size books, right? The smaller format books. Um, oh, you mean like a Harlequin romance? Yeah, like that, that format, that size, right? Which is smaller than your six by nine trade, which is right. that next level up, right? Um, so we, we, we tend to have a vision of what we'd like that final product to look like, right? So again, it's maybe size and dimensions. Is it uh, a landscape type thing, like a picture book, right? You see a lot of uh, coffee table books, which are in landscape. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be a novel type book, right? So we have this vision we may not be done writing, we may have only begun, but if we know the size that we wanna print in, it's not a bad idea to start looking at the different publishing sites, the self-publishing sites like lulu.com, which is what I use, to okay. see what they're able to print in, right? So some companies, for example, may not be able to print pocket novel size books. So if your idea is I, it, it's going to be in that format, it would probably behoove you then to look at some other self-publishing sites to see if they offer that size. Uh, same thing with page count. 
right? If you, um, let's say you do something like Apple Photo Books, right? Which I think is still an option through your, your Mac operating system. In order to print anything in a photo book, you have to have a minimum of 20 pages. Okay. Right? So, so size counts too. How many, you know, as you're looking forward, fiction novels tend to have multiple pages, more, much more than 20, unless you're writing a short story. Children's books are going to have far less. So by looking at what these different companies offer in terms of size, quality, whether or not they offer hardcover, maybe you're doing a workbook. So you might want it spiral bound. Can yeah. these companies do that? If the answer is yes, and you decide to take a look at that company, then right away you can start as you're moving through the process of designing your book or writing your book, you can actually write to that page size. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So can you explain to me, you said a picture book, right? Like a uh, photo are, book. Can you explain a little bit more about what that is specifically? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of printing businesses, places like easyprint.com or, um, even CVS and Walgreens, I think, can can offer that type of service. And basically, it is a hard or soft cover book that primarily just just contains photographs and maybe captions, right? So, so those are designed for capturing family memories. Um, for example, I don't have any, you know, here, but on my bookshelf, I've probably got three or four photo books uh, containing pictures of vacations and holidays and things like that. So that that's what I meant by that. So uh -huh. those are good. Those and those can also be used for illustrative purposes. So looking outside of the box, looking outside of a company like Lulu, for example, you could, if your book is twenty or more pages, use that format for a self-help book aimed towards children by having your illustrative drawing. Whether because you're a doodleist, right? So maybe right. they're doodled out. You could use that and actually have it printed through Walgreens. The only drawback with Walgreens or CVS or some of those companies is that they tend to be a little pricier than if you went through some of these larger companies. Okay. Does does Amazon have something similar to that? They know? have, yeah. Um, they have a self-publishing for ebook capability. Okay. I'm not too familiar with their uh, larger uh, printed format type thing for like the six by nine trades or novel size or any of those type things. Okay. I haven't investigated that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other question with Amazon when it comes to that is whether or not you have to be an established pu publishing company to do that. And I don't know the answer to that, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I'm sure when you started your journey, I mean, you had to learn as you went as yeah. well, right? So yeah, as a matter of fact, I've got a book on my shelf. One of the first things I ever printed was a hardcover eight and a half by eleven book of photographs, right? Because I wanted to capture some of my good photographs. Mm -hmm. And um, what I got what I got in return was like a hundred and almost two hundred pages of high quality full color photographs and everything is off by an inch. Everything is slid down the page by an inch. And that's because I didn't follow their template requirements. Oh, so everything got thrown off. And uh, I was a bit discouraged with that. I never did go back to reprint, by the way. 
I'm just like, well, I got the pictures. That's good enough. Everything looks wonky, but it is what it is. Um, which, which is another part of finding a company that, 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 that specializes in self-publishing because they can then provide you templates for not only your internal content, but then the front and back covers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you also were talking about, um, the, I think your bones book, you said that you did the, the front and back cover yourself. Right. It was a self-published book, correct? Correct. So you did, those were picture, a picture of you on the front. I don't remember what was on the back. Um, how did you, I mean, did you draw on your expertise to, to do that? Or was there a program or something that you used or did they have a template for you to follow? Do you all remember? of the all of the above, all of the above. And that's that's also a really cool thing about a lot of these companies is that they have these built-in wizards, right? So so you, you have options. If you're if you're a graphic designer with let's say some high-end software like the Adobe Creative Suite, right? You can just download the template, which would be in a PSD format, a Photoshop layered format, which shows you where they recommend that you put your drawings or your, your photographs or your cover design, right? Because, you know, there's something called bleed when it comes to printing. And bleed means is that you're running your photographs to the very, very edge or you're designed to the very, very edge of the printed material. Mm -hmm. And that bleed is in case when they go to cut the paper um, that they have a little bit of wiggle room. So if, if you're doing a full bleed with a template, it tells you what the margins are so in other words, you wouldn't want to put Michelle Sullivan author on the outside of that bleed line because there's a chance it could get cut off. Yeah. You don't want that, right? So if you're using something like the Adobe Suite, you can download that template. You can do your layout, keeping everything within the margins. That's one option. The other option would be to use Canva to design your graphics. Okay, I'm and familiar with could, that. Yep. And then you can, you know, if you put it in the right size, right, if it's nine by uh, six by nine, for example, on your normal trade size, you can then take that photograph. And then when you're ready to do the cover design, you could just upload that, drop it into this wizard and your front and back covers are done. That's okay. The second, that's the second way of doing it. Mm -hmm. The third way is to just use their wizard because they will give you some, uh, you know, pre-formatted design ideas. Okay. You know, so you can do that as well. So those really are the three ways that you would do that. So you don't necessarily need to invest, you know, a thousand dollars a year for de for design software. There are yeah. options for you. Yeah. yeah, I will say that I've been using Canva for a few years now. I started all of this basically back in 2016. I had mm -hmm. no knowledge on how to do half the things I can do now. Right come, you know, with social media, with, I mean, I remember being stressed out going to school uh, online and I didn't know how to use Zoom to get, you know, I didn't even know how to do that. So I, I even want to just speak to anyone that is watching that says, I have a story, but I don't know how to get there. Right. You know, um, I would honestly recommend that people go back and watch the the uh what you did last week because there's a lot of really great information there um and i was taking notes furiously 
you know, and I thought I can, I can go back and watch that anytime I want, yeah. you know, I don't have to get it all right this minute. Um, but so one thing that you were talking about with marketing, you were saying it's on you. If you want to promote your book, it's on you. So can you give me some examples? Um, and it's probably what I already know because of what we experienced in working with behind the power, but mm -hmm. some, some examples of how you could market yourself. Actually, would you share with everyone about the book signing that yeah. that's coming up? Cause that is one really great way to, that you're marketing all, all of the, those authors that you all are meeting to, up together. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah. On December 6th at 6 PM, Myself, uh, Christine, my wife, uh, Beth Griffin, and Karen Albert were all contributors to either last year's book, this year's book, or in some cases, we appeared in both uh, both years. There we go. Yeah, we're going to be at the at White White Birch Books in Con in North Conway, New Hampshire, mm -hmm. and we're going to be um, doing a book signing as well as speaking a little bit about not only the um, the adventure of, of writing, but also how we've changed since we wrote the chapters. So that marketing, some of that is on me. So I designed the poster work for that. And some of that will be on the owner of the bookstore, who's going to be putting some information, not only on their website. Actually, I think it's on the White, per White Birch Books website, uh, but also in the local newspaper. So that's one way of doing oh, that yeah. marketing. Yeah. But, but the marketing piece, you know, that, that is a challenge because here, here, Michelle, this is where I think we, we as, as authors tend to, well, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I'm going to speak for me. This is where I tend to hesitate, right? So I spend a year writing a book and I go ahead and, and I do the self-publishing route. And there, and again, there's many reasons why you would want to do that, Right. And I could talk about those if you want, but I go the self-publishing route. And what ends up happening is I have this high quality book on whatever subject is that I'm writing. But then I, there's something that's inside me that says, well, you know what? People aren't going to like this. They're not going to want to read my story. They're not going to want to take a look at this. And then we, we back off that a little bit. And then we don't use social media. We don't talk about it. And I, I don't think I'm the only one that's experienced this before, right? As a matter of fact, I would argue even with the both behind the power books, you know, we've all, we all stepped out of our comfort zones to write about subjects that are uncomfortable, right? You know, that that may have at one time been very private to us, but we're sharing it because we want others to learn from our experiences or at least identify, resonate. You know, you use the term so that they can say, you know, something. I'm in the midst of this right now. But man, you made it through and look at how you're doing or this is how you handled this problem or here's some things to think about. Mm -hmm. um, the question is, do, the, do we do that with self with our self-published books? And I would argue that sometimes that can be a challenge for us. So from a marketing perspective, since most of these sites do the dirty work for you, they, they, they do the printing, they do the, you know, the, 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 the shipping, right? Um, getting the word out is completely different. So it's almost... We, we almost have to, again, step outside of our comfort zone, comfort zones and really realize that value that we're providing in our own stories. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I almost wonder if 
if we take our experience in writing a book or, you know, co-authoring a book mm -hmm. and compare it to someone like John Grisham or, you know, some of these people who have been writing for years, you know, and we're, we're just, just walking in on this scene where some of these other well-established authors, even JK Rowling, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. it took a while before yeah. her stories even took off. So let's be realistic here. <laughs> you know, it's probably not going to be a New York bestseller, your first book, but you have to start somewhere if you want to write, right? Correct. Exactly. And, and I would, I would add on that to say going the self-publishing route for your first foray into, you know, printed material um, because you remember you own the rights to your story, right? Mm -hmm. So if I, if I go and I publish to Lulu.com and later on, you know, I find that, the, oh my gosh, this is it's better than star Wars for Pete's sake. I mean, you think George Lucas was good, man, John Colkin, right? Amazing. Right. Since I own the rights, I can easily then take it to a publishing company and then they, they can then step in, mm -hmm. you know, and, and take it from there. But I think what we need to keep in mind when we're writing our story uh, and, and going the self-publishing route, and I, and I did mention this last week, and that is, is that we really ultimately are accountable for the material, right? So if I write a book in, in Microsoft Word, which has this great feature for spell check and things like that, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to get printed correctly. In other words, that's where editors come in handy. If you have an editor, plus they can, they can, if you were to hire an editor to do it, they would look at your book and say, well, this part doesn't fit here. This part doesn't fit here. Um, but when you're doing it yourself, you don't necessarily have that resource. So it's kind of incumbent upon you to really take a look at what you're writing. And I would always offer to have somebody else take a look at it before you send it to the printing press, because once it's printed, it's printed. doesn't mean you can't make further additions and change it because I've done that. Yeah. Um, but or it just adds one more. One more an addendum? In yeah, back. an addendum, or it's just a new edition, right? Um, All right. So... Yeah, so one of something that I know that we experienced with uh, writing behind the powers, we had beta readers, or we had people that read the book before it launched, so that there could be people could share their reviews or their thoughts about it, and that's another way, right? If you're in that self-publishing, uh, going that way to have some beta readers read the book and write a review on it. And you can go into the marketing with with that uh, okay, to cause people to be interested in reading what you've created, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You absolutely can do that. Yeah, you know, and you know, and the, you know, I the other thing that I that I want to touch on really quick with the self publishing is, you know, for those that are listening that are thinking about this, the first question I would have is, well, I don't plan on pushing it out to a large audience, right? Um, if that's the case, again, self-publishing is perfect because if you're doing a one-off book just for your own family or just for your own, you know, personal, and maybe you want to build your own library based on whatever, you know, you pick the subject and you just are prolific or you want to, um, 
do something that's uniquely you, that's only for you. That's mm. what's nice about self-publishing also, because you can do one-off printings. Right. Right. Yeah. And the cost, again, it's, it's, it's a very, the cost savings is, is, I say cost savings. It's not that expensive to do. Again, I think with, uh, with bones, I think my print, my printing costs for a beautifully crafted book with beautiful covers and wonderful insides and everything looks like, like I've been doing it for a hundred years. It was only like $5 for that. Yeah. And you, you know use I mean? Lulu, you said to do that with? To Lulu, L-U-L-U.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so Bunny's when, on. She writes Thinking About It, by the way, which is awesome. Yeah, it about. is, Bunny. It yeah. is. And and I think, you know, when I, I'm really impressed by the number of books that you've already written. And I remember when you sent me a copy of Bones, it was probably in the early years when I we were just getting to know each other. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. He's already written a book. And then I saw your list of all of the books that you've written. So it, I'm just, what, 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 what was it for you that got you started on this journey of, of wanting to write books? The interviewee is interviewing. <laughs> I know this is awesome. Yeah, we should do this every week. It would be cool. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I think ultimately, it is, it is to provide a legacy. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you look across that, that broad scope of, of things that I've written, I've got everything from family history books to personal travelogues. In other words, it's, it's a finite period of time for a particular trip that I took. And this mm -hmm. book is written just about that trip, yeah. right? to the autobiography, right? Um, or at least part of my autobiography, just, just a small section of it. Um, but for me, it's a way of permanently capturing John Cole, whether or not it's just simply a list of headstones from the Charter Street Cemetery, or whether or not it's really talking about who I am. It's, just, it's no different than the chapters we wrote for Behind the Power. These, these books will be forever. You know what I mean? And there's something so powerful about that. And and it yeah. doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be an autobiography or something like that. Yeah. It can be something that will live well beyond us. Yeah. And that, that's so cool. It is know? cool. I know that just in this conversation that you and I have been having about this, I remembered that my dad did this. Oh, my yeah, dad right. wrote a book, um, this book, Yes, Lord, I'm Listening, Hearing the Voice of God Above the Noise. My father was a minister, mm -hmm. and this was his legacy that he wanted to leave for his family. I specifically remember him talking about that, and he said, I want my family to, to know about this story, and he lived this story. Right. But um, he, he wasn't really thinking that he was going to make millions of dollars with this book. He left right. for us. And the thing that was really special about this book is I, I helped him with it mm -hmm. from everything from the cover to the title. But he had someone that he was working with. But 
we we hired someone here in Asheville and I did the audio book. So awesome. it's, I, I'm reading my father's legacy, his yeah. book, and it's still it's still for sale. Anyone could get it, which is exactly what you were talking about. It's there for anyone. You know, I can pass this on. My children have it, but I can pass it on to my grandchildren, great grandchildren, whoever. You know, it, it's it is a beautiful way to just encapsulate something that you want the world to know while before after you you've left after you're no longer here that yeah. it's still there yeah and and i've said this in the past to folks and i just love this analogy you know if you where we are today in 2023 and today's november something 21st november maybe? 21st there we go november 21st so <laughs> you know you if you think back two generations, three generations, let's say a hundred years, you know, what, what, what can you tell me about what your great, great grandparents were thinking, doing and how their life was? Well, you, you, you really can't unless somebody happened to write it down and it survived, you know? Yeah. Um, and whether or not it's the internet and things like this podcast or, or even the things you're doing with the, with your grief recovery, um, uh, interviews and stuff like that. That stuff will carry forward a hundred years, you know, and, and, and the written word, although we, we as a society are tending to rely a lot more on audio books, which by the way, are written or are, are based on the written word, by the way, mm -hmm. um, books have been around since Gutenberg, you know, invented the printing press in the 13th century, I think right around there. Uh, we will always have some version of the printed word, right? Even if it is electronic on a Kindle or something like that. And that's, again, such a powerful thing. We can, we can talk to the future now. We can't, we can't talk to the past because, unfortunately, it was never documented the way that we would like it to be. But we have this unique opportunity now to talk to your grandchildren that don't even exist yet. You can talk to them directly. Yeah. And, and, and I know we're already at the 30 minutes, but one of the questions I think that that most people would immediately think about is where do I freaking begin this process? Where do I begin? Well, I'm going to tell you with my uh, short autobiography, I struggled with that for six to eight months trying to figure out where does my story start and where am I going to end it? Because if you're writing something like an autobiography, well, I'm in, I'm, it's November 21st, 2023, and I did cool things yesterday. <laughs> did yeah. cool things six months ago and 10 years ago, and I'm 58, so 50 years ago I did cool things. How the hell do I get my arms around that, Michelle? Right. Right? Yeah. And then, and then once you have, you, you know, where do you begin, right? So my answer is this. Pick anywhere and start. It doesn't matter where you start because books can be any way you want them. That's if you true. want them out of order, write your story out of order. If mm -hmm. you, and chapters, books are designed with chapters for a reason. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. write, spend some time, write a few paragraphs about something that you really want the future to know or that you really are passionate about. And then write something else. They don't have to connect because yeah. what will end up happening is when you're looking across all these essays, if you will, you're going to see a pattern emerge. 
And it's easy then to figure out, well, I want my starting point to be, you know, November of 2022. And I want it to end in November of 2023. And then you just write around that and all these things that happen. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up with something that is autobiographical, autobiographical, yeah. and then can be carried forward. So, yeah, I think for me, and this is something that I do, even with my clients that I work with, and we begin with the why, right? Why, why do you yeah. want to write? You know, why do you know, why do you want to begin this work? And for me, there, especially with the book that is uh, percolating inside mm -hmm. of me right now, it actually started last year. Um, and, and I, it's still, I, I, I'm still writing. I have a binder or a, a wire bound notebook and I'm always writing in it, but it's not, it's not, uh, in chronological order or anything like that. Right. It's, it's right. just, it's come, it's coming. But my why for this very first book that I, I want to do on my own is I because I experienced childhood sexual abuse and I was over 50, like 55 years old when I finally began to heal from it. I don't want any kids hmm. to have to wait as long as I did to begin to have that journey of courageous healing. And the interesting thing is this book is not only going to be for children, but it's going to be for adults as well yeah. that experience childhood sexual abuse. Because I do find that there are adults that experienced it and never got any help for it. My story is about courage. Right. It's about courage and my little rabbit that I made that I sewed uh, last year. She's the main character in the story. So it's it's my life. It's my experience, but it's written in a way that it's easy to read. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it, it, it's a self-help book, but you don't realize it's a self-help book until right. you get through it. So, I mean, my goodness, it's still it's exciting. Um, but I know that in and you're actually going to be working on another book this year as well mm -hmm. I am. Um, or yeah. this coming year, you know, I would love, you know, as, as that unfolds to hear about that, you know, and, and I'm so happy to know you and know others that have, that are writing books because I look at you and I say, well, if John can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Anybody can. And it's just using your word courage. It really does take it takes a little bit of courage to get started. And then, of course, it takes some perseverance as you're going through because you're going to be running into roadblocks here, um, barriers here, challenges here. And I don't necessarily mean externally. I mean, internally. Yeah. You know, we yeah. may not want to do something. And sometimes we have to find the courage to take that step. But uh, yeah. We're already at minute 35, Michelle, okay. and I All swear right. I could talk to you for another hour. <laughs> and I would absolutely love to do that. Um, but well, I still thank have you. to. I, I, I just, I have to eat dinner, Michelle. That's what it's, okay. you know, I'm hungry. I don't, All I don't right. All right. I'll let you go. You're See back you later. Up. Bye. <laughs>
but really, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Every time we talk, I just have so much fun. It doesn't matter if it's a serious topic or just a light topic. Just yeah. you're a very genuine person, Michelle. And I really appreciate you coming on with me tonight, speaking to me. Thank you, John. And hopefully, hopefully I was able to answer some of the questions. Yes. Um, but for any of you folks out there listening, if you ever want to get a hold of me, if you have other questions or if you just want to talk story, as it were, uh, by all means, reach out because I'd love to talk to you. Now, folks, ne next week, um, I've been trying to get this guy on the show for quite a while. If uh, you're one of the lucky folks who happen to follow my We Are All Artists private Facebook group, uh, Brian Dooley has been posting things now over the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years almost of all these super creative things. Now, I've known I've known Brian from the Coast Guard from way back in the probably the 90s. Uh, he's an amazing artist. He is not only an artist, but he's a car artist. In other words, he has talents on refurbishing vehicles. And he's also doing a lot of creative things with 3D printing. Hmm. Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. And I'm and he, and he lives in California, which is even awesome. So now we're gonna have to battle the time zones. But hmm. um, I hope you guys can join me next Tuesday night when I have Brian on the show. It's going to be a really cool, because I haven't spoken to him in a long, long time. So this will be the first time I've talked to him like this, uh, probably over the last, I don't know, decade or so. It's just, but he's one of those people that I just cannot wait to have on. So hopefully you guys can join me next Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Michelle, again, it's been a pleasure. Um, if you could just stay on for a few minutes after this, I appreciate it. And for the rest of you folks, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for watching. And I'll see you all next week. Thank you so very much for joining me on the Art Talk podcast, where it's my goal to bring artists together to talk about their craft. If you'd like to join me for a conversation, please reach out via email at johncoleartist at gmail.com or by visiting my website at johnrobertcole.com. So until next time, keep crafting, painting, and inspiring others with your creativity. You make more of an impact than you know. See ya.